raised, ra raised by sports. Hey, I'ma meet you at the finish line. Burning my defenders, I got heart. That's what makes me a winner. I'ma meet you at the finish line. You can't even hold me. I'ma pull up on them like I was Kobe. I'ma see you at the finish line. Tell them I'm the greatest Superman. I'ma damn all my haters. I'ma see them at the finish line. And I'm coming with the heat. Number three, I can almost guarantee that I'ma beat you to the finish line. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, party people. We back wake at up, it. Wake up, wake up. At Press of Pressure here. We're here for the seventh episode or installment. Episode seven. Of Finish Line. How y'all guys doing this morning? This is Calvin. Calvin of Cope. C-O-L-P. Instagram and Twitter. Go ahead and follow your boy. Missing Dre this morning, but we'll get him back next episode. So, so right now you're just rocking with me and Calvin. Let's see, let's see how this goes. This is our first time doing this. First time. First time. We'll, you know, it's first time for everything. So we'll see what's going on. And to start off, Wade Phillips was released from the hospital after the collision he had with Melvin Gordon after the Broncos and Chargers game this weekend. Whew. Russell Westbrook notches his second triple-double of the season with 33 points, 12 rebounds, and 16 assists as they go and pass the Lakers 113-96. to and Cam Newton rips the referees after his Sunday win against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, basically, just really throwing the refs under the bus. Um, but we'll see how that goes this week. Whew. All right, back to it, baby. All right. So we're going to talk about a little bit of MLB this morning. I'm not sure if most of you saw the uh, exciting win that the Cubs had last night. But... If you haven't been tuning in, they really needed this win. They um, did. They, they were down 3-1. Um, <laughs> that would have been a bad be loss. 4-1, and we all know what 4-1 means. Exactly. <laughs> um, watching the game, I really think when it changed was the pivotal moment when they decided to put Chapman in, mm -hmm. uh, the pitcher. It seems like he was just really able to – do really well for them and he kind of brought that excitement for them uh before that I, it looked like the indians were just gonna run away with it honestly. It, it, it did and you know like after the the game um chapman even said he was like he didn't expect to be coming in you know as early as he did and uh but he said he was mentally prepared so i mean at that point it, it is the world series like right. you, you have no other option than to be mentally prepared because you're either about to win or go home. And um, now, tomorrow is going to be a big game for the Indians because now it's, they're on the hot seat. Mm -hmm. They have to win tomorrow. And it's in Cleveland as well. So. Right. They have to win tomorrow or otherwise they might end up losing <sighs> in game seven. It's, it's quite possible. I mean, one of the tougher games that I it, it hurt me, honestly, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. was when the – uh, Cleveland won one to zero 
to me, it's those very close losses that you're kind of like, man, if one thing would have went our way, we could have turned it around. Yeah. Um, because with the first game, Cleveland won 6-0. You could kind of say, well, that's a wash. We'll come back. We'll get back at it. And that's exactly what the Cubs did. They won 5-1 after that. So it, right, it was right. 1-1. But with that 1-0 win and then on Saturday, the Cleveland Indians also won 7-2. So once again, it was getting kind of ugly. I'm really glad that Chicago – one to make it a little bit more interesting and maybe they'll make it even more interesting with the win in cleveland tie it up and see we'll where see. it goes we'll <laughs> see but i will tell you and this is a, a stat that uh that i got from bleacher report um the last year there were two ties in the nfl you know because the uh redskins and Bengals tied again um, or this sunday mm-hmm. the indians lost the world series in ga- in seven games hmm that's that's a crazy stat, right? That's well, pretty ironic. So we're hoping that well, the Indians don't. Maybe blow. history doesn't repeat itself, but we'll um, see. Either way, so getting into that now, we're actually gonna go a little bit off topic, and we want to just uh, talk about Allen Iverson and his career for hey, a little uh, bit. Uh, I can only speak for myself. He's one of my favorite. To be honest, he is my favorite player. Right behind Kobe. Some people might be, I mean, right in front of Kobe. Some people might be surprised by that because of how much of a huge Lakers fan that I am. But when you're growing up and you're only five, five, three, five, four, five, five, you see Allen Iverson doing these amazing things on the court. Exactly. Why would he not be your biggest role model? I think, I think for me too, it was like you could relate to AI. Like a lot of people, he, he was, a, he was a lot of people's role model. Um, Mellow. LeBron, you know. I mean, he's single-handedly the reason that they changed the dress code for the NBA. NBA. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, we, but we all used to dress like that: <laughs> tall white tees, baggy jeans, coros, do rags, do rags. Like, yeah, but I mean, he was. It was him, though. That was him. He didn't change it for anybody, and that's what I really appreciated. I mean, you think about, like you said, you know, I'm growing up. I, I'm five ten, so he's six foot from Hampton, mm-hmm. Virginia. You know, he was the first overall pick. And a lot of people gave up on him after he went to uh, jail, um, after they arrested him after that fight mm-hmm. um, in high school. But he ended up being an 11-time NBA All-Star, um, the NBA MVP in 2001, mm-hmm. which he actually went to the Lakers. They, you know, they lost. But he was averaging 31 points a game at that yeah. point. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was amazing at, at his height doing what he could do. Um, for his team, and he really put the 76ers on the map. I mean, some people might even say that was the second worst team all time of supporting cast. Most would say that yeah. the first is the one that LeBron drove to the finals. <laughs> oh, true, true, true. <laughs> when they got beat, oh, um, and pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, I mean, <sighs> I mean, well, two of the more amazing stats for me for AI and. Most of it is amazing because when we always see a smaller player accomplish a lot of feats, like when we even think about Muggsy Bowes and him right. just dunking, winning that dunk contest, and just driving like that. Even Nate Robinson, some of the stuff that he does is quite incredible, although he's not on that same level as <laughs> right. AI. Um, one thing was AI's minutes per game for his career is 41.1, which ranks fourth all time. If you think about how banged up a player of his stature could get. That's almost incredible to me, the fact that he has that, as well as him averaging 26.7 
points for, for his, his career, career, which is seventh yeah. of all time. So those two things are just amazing to me. But if, if you think about like when he was playing, um, a lot of his coaches would say he wants to be on the court. Yeah. Like he doesn't want to leave the court. You know what I'm saying? Like that was his his passion. And um, I really wish you know things had were better in his career Mm -hmm. um you know going to the days where he had went to the nuggets and everything like that um because he was in some good situations he had some 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 younger guys around him that he could have been able to mentor a little bit better and they could have probably won better more games but i hate when people put that on you though like as a player it's you should, you maybe should help mentor those players and do it, but at the it's same time, it's not. Saying? It is not in his job description of the contract that he signed where it explicitly says, "I have to help bring these players along," and but that's he, not his. But game. if he doesn't, as the as the veteran, like come no, on but now. he is the type of person to where he allows his play to speak for himself. If you see how hard that man is going to get the win, that should set you on fire already. It should, but the thing is. You, you you can look at LeBron. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he had teams where he had to be that lone veteran to say, hey, this is what we're about to do. You know what I'm saying? It, was, it wasn't until he got to the Heat and he had another veteran or two veterans at that point. You got you got Wade and Bosh, in, in a sense. And, and now you have a collective unit. And I feel like AI, I feel like he could have got a ring. Maybe not against the Lakers. If they played anybody else, AI would have got a ring that year. But... Yeah, and a lot of people do think of him just as a scorer, but he actually is 44th all-time in assists as well, which is... Yeah, I think he averaged like 6.2. Yeah, and also if you think about it, his three-point field goals are actually 76th. So when you think about it, it's kind of... It wasn't an amazing amount of points that he was getting at the three-point line. And when you remember watching AI, he hits you with that crossover. Right. And he just sits there and pulls up for the jump shot. I remember that against He Jordan had a lot of all, mid-range. But... <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, that was the one that really shaped his career. I mean, because it was the GOAT. And he, he went and did it. But, I mean, one of the last points to be made, and I hated that they did this, was <laughs> um, when he was traded... They thought it was so easy to replace him that they deemed Andre Iguodala the new AI, and 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 and, and, and as great a player as as Iguodala is, that that's that wasn't fair. That wasn't fair. Yeah, that, it was very disrespectful. But I mean, but you also have to realize like AI went through a moment where he lost Larry Brown. Larry Brown, mm-hmm. you know, he he had to end up leaving the uh, 76ers, and I think that's when. A lot of things happened because Larry Brown and AI, they, they didn't always see eye to eye, but that was his coach. That was his man. You Definitely. know what I'm saying? So um, that probably played a part into that because I feel like going, you know, once he got traded, his career kind of just, you know, went yeah. down. Which, which I mean, that happens to actually most players when they're on the tail end, when they end up getting traded. I mean, he still had some serviceable seasons with the Nuggets and everything like that. But yeah. It's, it's just not the same, obviously. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. So, right now, we're going to go into a quick commercial break. So, please enjoy your Halloween day. Just be safe out there, kids. And parents. Eat good candy. Don't get cavities. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see And darling 
When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the only light we'll see Let's get it. All right. Sticking with the NBA, we're going to talk about just uh, some of the player performances. Some of these stats may be inflated as they've only played two or three games, but it's been exciting nonetheless, man. Uh, So right now, leading with points per game is Russell Westbrook with 38.7. That's what he's averaging? Averaging 38.7 points per game right now. Um, Right behind him is Anthony Davis with... 37.7 37.7 so yeah pretty good. close right there right um and it's surprisingly well i i feel kind of bad saying surprisingly but demar Derozan, number three with 36 really? points a game no <laughs> no nah, nah, that, that does surprise me because i mean granted yeah. i know he's a, a good scorer i just didn't mm-hmm. think he would, you and rounding out at number four is damian lillard and I would say surprisingly, too, is Kevin Durant at 5 with 31.3, just from the simple fact of how many scores they have on that team. Right. Um, rebounds per game right now, Andre Drummond is killing it, but your boy Hassan Whiteside is right behind him. Oh, yeah. He makes um, man. Assists per game, Russell leads the league in 11.7. Uh, triple doubles, man. He's just killing it right now. And John Wall is right behind him. Rajon Rondo is third. Harden is fourth. And LeBron is fifth. And right now, steals per game, Kawhi Leonard, he's killing it right now as well. Right. And Anthony Davis is right behind him. Yeah, he steals. <laughs> he legit almost had a quadruple double yeah. the other night. And, like, I'm like, yo, AD, you're a freaking nature. When you see him play, it's like, you know, he, he grew, like, what was it, five to six inches yeah, over the summer? Yeah, he used to summer. play a completely different position. Right. And then he grew so tall that... We had to switch them. Right. So you have a you literally have a point guard that's seven foot and has handles, can shoot, but can also post you up. Right, right. That's kind of scary. I mean, I, as long as he stays healthy, I'm excited to see how the season's going to go. Granted, they are 0-2 right now. Um, he doesn't have much help. He, he, does, as, he doesn't. But, um, excuse me, 0-3. But, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, I will say, though. Now, going back to, to Russell, mm-hmm. now, the numbers he has, they're good. Mm-hmm. However, have you seen his field goal attempts? The, so, the other night, they when they played the Suns, he had 44 field goal attempts. I mean, that's what he should have because that team needs 44? to get on his back. Hop on his back. He's taking you to the promised land. Just hop on it, man. Listen, the Just only play good defense. The only <laughs> other person who had more than eight field or nine field goal attempts was Oladipo. He had 17. 44 attempts? Yeah, I mean, that's that's going to happen, man. Man, he, he might as well have was trying to go for 100 at that point because... I mean, <laughs> to me, he is what I call a volume scorer. He has to put up a lot of shots yeah. to score a lot. Um, and if he doesn't do that, I don't think they're undefeated right now. Very true. <laughs> I mean, and... I'm I'm excited to see how it's going to pan out for the rest of the season because every game I don't I don't know if he's going to keep that up every game. Right. You know, um, they're three and zero right now, but they haven't played the Spurs team. 
who's also um four they're actually four and oh so mm-hmm. so just imagine having Kawhi Leonard guard him mm-hmm. and the one thing that the Thunder is struggling with is their bench. They don't have a, a bench scorer. Right. So once Westbrook is out of the game, that's where they struggle. However, he's found a way when he is playing those minutes that, you know, he, he gets them back in the game. Right. Back to a point where they're actually pretty pretty much flowing on the court. Um, and in the East, I mean, the teams that are undefeated right now are the Hawks, Cavs, and Bulls. Right. Which is, uh, I mean, the Bulls are only two and zero, and the Hawks are only two and zero, and Cavs yeah. are three. I mean, it's once again, it's it's definitely very early. I know a lot of players are coming back from injuries. They right. still have to integrate themselves with their team, get back, uh, get that chemistry back to be able to do well. Mm-hmm. Um, do you see the East or West being more competitive? Just kind of taking a look at the game so far. Um, I definitely, and and it's always kind of been like this. Well, er, Rather, other than the early 90s, but um, I'm going to say the West. Um, the reason why is th- there's a few teams that could potentially be title contenders. Okay. So you got the Spurs. Um, of course, you got Golden State. But the Trailblazers, people are sleeping on them. But Dame and CJ McCollum back there, that's a good backcourt. Yeah. A- and then you also have the Grizzlies. They're not, they- they're just one of those teams that kind of always hang around. They might be. F- Fifth, sixth seed when it comes to the playoffs. Clippers, two and zero. The Clippers, right? So I mean, and then the Thunder. I really feel like Russ is going to get a top three spot in the West, and that's going to be. I'm, I'm excited to see who's going, who they're going to play in the first round, mm-hmm. and then how it's going to evolve from there. Um, what I want to say as well is kind of going off some of our picks that we chose. Um, I think Dre chose the Suns to finish about fourth. Right now they're on three, so yeah. they need to pick it up. But we all kind of chose the Timberwolves. They're only two. Not a horrible spot. The Lakers are surprisingly looking really good. I like the way that Luke Walton has them playing. Yeah, they look good. They, they're they playing pretty well. I mean, obviously the right. best that they could do is if they got really lucky, they could maybe get an eight seed and then get blown out 4-0. But <laughs> to, I mean, especially if the Warriors are going to be number one, which it, it looks but like it. I actually be. think that would be good experience for them to face a dominant team like that consistently through a series, especially well, for their young players. It probably will be because um, the the year that the Warriors did win the championship, they beat the Pelicans 4-0 in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Pelicans team – they didn't make the, the playoffs the next season, but I feel like they're going to make it this season. Okay. Um, as long as AD stays healthy. Um, Drew Holiday isn't healthy that's right a, now. That's a hard bet, man, for AD to stay healthy. I know. I know. But, I mean, you, you never really know. I mean, if he does, though, and playing the way he plays, he can play any position. And right. he can do anything. He can block. He can score. He can rebound. Pass. It's easy for him. You know what I'm saying? It's like having LeBron James at seven foot. Yeah. So... He did. He made some incredible shots. I was watching the highlights of some of those games. It's just very hard to watch a Pelicans game all the way through. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. They're not that exciting yet, but eventually. But um, as the season continues, uh, we hope you guys can continue to watch. We're looking forward to some of the questions that you may have as far as some of our picks, some of our predictions, and hopefully we can answer those for you. Yeah, definitely add us at um, Raised by Sports if you want us to talk about any particular team i know i'm going to be completely biased when it comes to the miami heat 
Um, and I will say it until, you know, we, we just don't make the playoffs. But we're going to win the championship this year. Just wow. saying that. I'm just letting you know. Wow. <laughs> you guys hear that. But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on, we're going into the NFL. It's midway point, halfway through the season. Um, week 8, uh, it'll finish tonight. Monday night as the yeah. uh, Chicago Bears take on the Minnesota Vikings. Um, we'll get into our predictions later. Right now, we kind of just want to talk about our midseason NFL MVP. And me and Calvin kind of talked about this earlier. But there's really only two people to us that can win this award as of right now. Based off of what's going on, yeah. Yeah, pretty um, much. I So the one that I was saying is, is Derek Carr. Um, you know... This Sunday, went for 40 for 59, 513 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Mm. Um, led his team to another win. So now they are 6-2. and two. Uh, Their record is tied with the uh, reigning Super Bowl champs, um, the Denver Broncos, in the AFC West. And I want to say, is it the stat that they're 5-0 and on the road? It's, it's a crazy stat. They're undefeated on the road right now. Something like that. Yeah, I mean... Because they were playing the Buccaneers on the road, and they end up coming back and winning on the uh, the game winning drive. But Derek Carr is playing crazy good, mm-hmm. and it's like, what other quarterback in the league right now is playing like he's playing? Um, and of well, course, there you know, is another this one. Is one other um, person. <laughs> I think that me and Calvin both do have Derek Carr um, at the top of our list, just because we do feel like it's been a phenomenal season for the Raiders. I'm happy for Raiders fans. For them to have that win season because for a long time management stuff to me personally just has been screwing them over with if, if it's bad contracts this is bad draft whatever the case is but right, they right. seem to have been getting it right the past few years um but tom brady man he he, look, he even still though amazes. he was suspended he still i want to say just come back even stronger just just listen to these stats for a moment right now his completions percentage Mm. 73.1%. He's throwing 12 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and right now has a quarterback rating of 133.9. And he still missed four games. Well, missed three because they had a bye week. Very true. But, I mean, that kind of helps him out in that regard to get that extra game. If he would have missed a fourth game, then I think Derek Carr may be full ahead leading. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's going to be interesting for me to see what happens uh, the rest of these games. I mean, if if Derek Carr and the Raiders can go maybe 12-4, and four, I think they have a good shot unless the Patriots go 15-1. If they go 15-1, then... I, I would say it like <laughs> this because with the, the way the Patriots are set up and the games they have remaining, um, they're at home against Seattle next week. Mm-hmm. Um, they got San Francisco, the Jets. That's an easy win. They got the Rams. They do have the Ravens, um, but they're at home. You so, said it like the Ravens. I'm no, I'm, listen, I'm not saying <laughs> you that threw the Ravens. a little bias in there. A little I did bias. a little bit. I'm not saying that the Ravens will beat them, but I think that it'll be a pretty good game. However, you know, it's Tom Brady, and when when you got Tom Brady on your team, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you got the Denver Broncos, but that that is a away game, so they may drop that one. And then you got the Jets again, and then the Dolphins. Like the rest of their schedule mm. is looks like wins. It's what we call me. cupcake. Yeah. So I don't really see them. I feel like they've they've played the teams that would have given them given them 
a little bit of a struggle, mm-hmm. and they've won those. And another reason why it's, I would say, so much easier to possibly give it to Tom Brady as well is if you look at Derek Carr's weapons, he has Latavius Murray in the backfield. Amari Cooper has just been a man among boys in his second yeah. year. Yesterday he had 173 receiving yards. Um, Michael Crabtree is not a slouch either. He's a touchdown machine. Of course not. Um, they're missing a little bit in the tight end position. Um, but, I mean, really, Gronk is the best player on the Patriots offense. Edelman hasn't been great this year. But Chris Hogan has actually been better. In, Chris in Hogan's my opinion, been getting more, in my opinion. Getting more minutes too. So it's been I think he uh Tom Brady found him for a touchdown yesterday yeah. too. So But I think I think if you switch those two uh receivers mm-hmm. on those teams, so if Tom Brady has a Barty Cooper and Michael Crabtree, uh it's even you might worse. see somebody yeah. beat Randy Moss's touchdown record. Yeah. So because Tom Brady's gonna find you. He's gonna get you. You know, he's gonna get you either the touches or the mm-hmm. touchdowns, one or the other. And exactly, as long as you're catching the ball, you shouldn't have an issue with that. But again, I mean, the Patriots are going to be one of the elite teams mm-hmm. in the NFL this season. And I know a lot of people were talking, and we we even talked about it how the NFL kind of seemed watered down this season. Well, I just hate the kicking, and that's. I guess that was the point and then moving back yeah. the extra point. Um, but it just seems like kickers are off, man. I mean, the Washington Redskins kicker missed two field goals <laughs> I know. to lose them the game. And Josh Norman wants to rip the refs. I mean, you can, but you guys still could have won the game. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and, a, and a tie for them is... It's not as bad yeah. as a loss, but they they could have won, I mean, and it would have definitely helped them um, in the NFC. So I'm just happy that London saw a good competitive game because usually, you know, players go over there. I mean, hey, if I went over there, it's my first time going to London. Mm-hmm. You may not be as focused on practice. Um, right, you may go out right. a few times, and until um, when the Jags played there last year, and it was a pretty competitive game, there were just blowouts. Pretty much, you just seemed like one team would show up. Another one wouldn't. I I hope that they kind of start putting more premier teams over there. Um, but who's going to want to do that? You know, you know that's that's a good question. But I think it would do wonders for the NFL. I know people for the longest have been talking about, oh, let's have a NFL team in London. But obviously, that can create complications with how much you have to travel. Like you pretty much have to travel yeah. there. If you play a game Sunday night, you're probably traveling there Monday or Tuesday because you have to practice over there mm-hmm. and everything like that. But I think it's going to be a lot on the players and the coaches. Yeah. You but know what I'm saying? I definitely like to see all those um, fans in the stands uh, loving American football. I know NFL Europa has not been over there for quite some time. Right. Uh, but uh, I just hope we continue to get as many fans because if you look, ratings for the NFL have actually been down mm. quite a bit. Um, I fully blame Roger Goodell and all of that, but I blame <laughs> him for a lot of things. It's probably because the <laughs> Panthers fans don't want to watch him anymore because they so bad this year. Uh, you're only three or four, so I'm just saying. I'm just saying, you know, because <laughs> last year, you know, y'all were undefeated. It's okay because we're still gonna make the playoffs. All right. Uh, mark my words all right all right we shall see (laughs) so getting into our monday night football picks uh cal was taking some losses now and right now um 
Dre won't be making his pick today. I will. I'm currently 3-3. Three and three. I'm at 500 right now. I'm on a playoff push. Calvin's been dropping a few. He's 4-2 and two right now. I only dropped two. I mean, it, I mean co- not, you know, it's nothing to a winner. You know what I'm co- saying? We, you know, we're going to bounce back. Compared to you being 2-0 and me being 0-2, I feel good about this right now. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're back in the hunt. You're back in the um, hunt. I'll say that. But for my pick... Jay Cutler is back in, and you're not going to screw me again. I'm going oh with the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> okay, I was about to say. I was about to say, because listen, I told you last time. I told you last time. I was like, I do not trust Cutler. I do not trust Jay Cutler, and I'm not going with them. I'm definitely going with now, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I do have Alshon Jeffrey on my fantasy football team, and he does. <laughs> I need 22 points from you to win this game. I need Alshon Jeffrey not to catch a ball for me to win <laughs> one of my fantasy leagues. Like, I'm literally up one point, and they have him left to oh, play. Oh, yeah, you probably lost that game. I but, know, I know. Um, interestingly enough, Alshon Jeffrey has zero touchdowns so far this year. Mm, I, think, I think that changes tonight. I think he gets a touchdown. Um, but he does have Xavier Rhodes shadowing him as a cornerback, and mm-hmm. he's – He's been doing really well this season. I'm actually fairly surprised. Um, he's a bigger corner, so it definitely helps um, for receivers. I remember him getting into it with uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. In the past, but and I mean Alshon Jeffrey isn't that big. He's only six three, so I mean he's not like a you know Calvin Johnson of the world. But I think he does one of the better jobs as far as catch radius. And what I mean by that is he seems to be able to position himself well and sometimes for those bigger receivers they don't always have the best hands right, right. <laughs> it bounces off but um i like his hands his job is just you know staying healthy i never know what injuries he seems to have but to me he is the key you have to feed him the ball and the defense has to play well we all know how stifling the vikings defense is and i feel like they want to come back with the vengeance after taking that loss to the eagles yeah i think i think the the biggest thing for the minnesota vikings in order to win this game is they're gonna have to start on the ground um, let Sam Bradford warm up in the game. They're on the road, push the push the ground game, mm-hmm. and you know get McKinnon involved. And then once you've gotten that started, then Sam Bradford let him start take over because, like I said, you don't have AP now, right. but you can still run the ball. Right. Um, I think they got away from that in that last game. Yeah. That's why they lost. The thing with Jay Cutler is. It's either going to hurt the Vikings or it's going to help the Vikings. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is a gunslinger. So he will try to fit it into coverage, and it could either end up in a lot of interceptions or it could end up with a few touchdowns. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of just hit or miss with him, like you saying before, but a lot of times it has been miss. Yeah. Um, the one other thing that the Vikings are probably going to need to do that, they, that I doubt that they would do this week they can't turn the ball over four times right. like they did. You know what I'm saying? Right. And most of that was Sam Bradford, but yeah, yeah. But that that Vikings that Vikings team last week just really looked. It it didn't look like the same Vikings team we've right. been watching the whole season. So um, I'm excited to see them tonight. Uh, like I said, I'm going with the Vikings. Definitely think they're going to go ahead and win this week eight, which will put my record to five and two. And uh, I guess that'll put you, you know, at four and three three if they win. So uh, let's see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Getting into our finish lines of the morning. I just want to say shout out to the Panthers. Y'all made me proud yesterday. Uh, (laughs) Words can't describe it. I'm so happy that we're not one and six. 
Uh, that would have really hurt my soul. We looked good against the Cardinals. Uh, you were able to bottle up the run game. Um, David Johnson, who's – I'm not hurt to say he's the best – to me, he's the best back right now, mm-hmm. um, hands down. You harass Carson Palmer like you always do. He looks so frustrated back there. It was a fun game. Um, I know the fans are happy to see it. We're back on the right track. Um, the Falcons did win yesterday, uh, which uh, has them at the top of the division. But the Bucks lost, and the Saints won. So it's going to be a, a tough thing for us. We do have to win most of these games ahead. But uh, if the defense continues playing like they did, I think they can do it. Yeah. Uh, mine is going to be for my favorite player, Dwayne Wade. Um yeah, you're not with the Heat anymore, but uh, you did have a good debut with the Chicago Bulls. Um, they won, and you know, a crazy stat in last season, D Wade only made seven three pointers. In his debut, he made four in that one game. So the entire season, he only had seven, and in that That's one game, he was hedging bets in Miami. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> But um, shout out to Wade, man. I hope you do your thing out there in Chicago. Um, and I, I think he I think he's in a good spot. He's he's at home. Um, and Chris Bosh, stay healthy, man. Come back if you can. If not, uh, just stay healthy and be good. That's it, folks. We appreciate you listening today. Please follow us at Raised by Sports on Instagram and Twitter. And we also have a Facebook like page that you can always like to see our content. Have a beautiful afternoon.